You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. What's up, Reds fans, and welcome into the Lockdown Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on this Friday, a great Friday. We're heading into the weekend, a three-day weekend for some of you folks, depending on exactly where you work. But hey, it's always nice to have a three-day weekend. Today, where you're going to talk about an article that was written by Bobby Nightingale in the Inquirer talking about the Reds' propensity to go after some free agents this season as opposed to seasons in the past. Also, I want to talk about a couple of outfielders that have been named, have been linked to the Reds in various rumors of various significance, and that is Marcelo Zuna and Nicholas Castellanos. But before we get to that, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. That's the best way to get each and every episode each and every day. You make sure that you won't miss anything like the interview that I had with Chad Dots in the last couple of days, the interview last week with James Rapine, or the week before that with Sam LeCure. You get all of that and more whenever you're subscribed because it just goes into your podcasting queue each and every day automatically who doesn't like automatic stuff coming to them for free that's what you do when you subscribe also check me out on twitter at lockdown reds and at jeff Carr with three f's and save the lockdown reds line number into your phone 513-549-0159 so today i i noticed and it was just a little bit before i started recording this podcast that it was posted in the inquire on their at least on the digital app on your phone. It's funny how that works. You know, you gone away from print digi- print media, now it's all digital media. But anyway, that's a topic for a completely different conversation. But Bobby Nightingale talked about the Reds' propensity to go after free agents and how it differs this season. And there were a lot of good quotes In the article from Dick Williams, he was referring to exactly what the Reds are thinking going into this offseason. And I love this quote. He says, this is Dick Williams talking. He says, we certainly feel like the playoff window is open. When the window is open, it's time to make a different kind of trade and a different kind of free agent deal than the ones you made in the past. And I love that. Because when you look at the recent past, here, the last couple of years that the Reds have done in free agency, yeah, sure, they've made a couple of intriguing signings like Jared Hughes and David Hernandez, but uh, nothing that's really going to be grabby. You're not going to look at that and say, you know what, the playoff meter moved. I mean, obviously, they weren't looking to make the playoffs in 2018 so it's not as if they were trying to move that playoff meter but at the same time 
not really that big of a move. In fact, I love what Bobby Nightingale did toward the end of his article. He put in Major League free agent signings by the Reds in the past decade. And just real quick, go through some of these names because our good buddy, obscure former Reds, is going to uh, be all over some of this. Last season, obviously, they signed Zach Duke to a one-year deal. The year before that, as I mentioned, David Hernandez and Jared Hughes. Then the year before that, Drew Storen. Yeah, he pitched a whole lot. And then Scott Feldman, who he was actually the opening day starter that year, fun fact. Then the year before that, Alfredo Simon and Ross Ollendorf and Blake Wood. Are you seeing a pattern yet? And then in 2015, they signed Burke Badenhop, if you remember him. Raise your hand. I can't see it. Whatever. Then the year before that, Manny Parra, okay, another pitcher. But then they also signed Skip Schumacher and Brian Pena. So you have to go all the way back to 2014 to see the last time that the Reds signed a free agent position player. 2014. So what we're talking about now, we're, we're listing out possible names. You know, I, I talk about them every single day, whether it be Didi Gregorius, Yasmani Grandal, or the guys we're going to talk about here in a little bit, Marcelo Zuna and Nicholas Castellanos. They're position guys. Hadn't happened. It's been five years, six years, depending on exactly when Brian Pena and Skip Schumacher signed, but a while. And that's kind of a bummer. I mean, that's that's why you always get the explanation. Whenever, you know, during this season, I'm sure some of you out there may have tweeted a question or two to a Reds beat reporter or somebody that covers the Reds on a daily basis asking them who are they going to go after in the offseason. Most reporters and most guys are apt to draw upon history. And history says that the Reds just don't go after position players, not at least not in the recent past. Now, in the years before that, 2013, we can see they signed Jonathan Broxton. That was the last big deal. The last, and, and it's, it's funny to say it because if all goes according to plan, they're going to be signing much bigger deals this offseason. But the last big deal for a free agent that the Reds gave out was to Jonathan Broxton a three-year deal for $21 million. Now, they also did, in that same offseason of 2013, they gave a two-year deal to Ryan Ludwig, who had been there. You know, he was there the year before as well on a one-year deal. But those two deals stand as the biggest that they've made in the last decade. And, and then you go all the way back to 2008 to see Francisco Cordero at $46 million over four years. Still the biggest free agent deal that the Reds have ever given. Francisco Cordero. Now, you remember him. He was the closer. For a decent, uh, you know, a couple of years. And as most closers go, in the early going, he was awesome. And toward the end of the deal... We couldn't wait to get him out of here. That's just the way that relief pitchers go. That's, I don't know what it is. I mean, Cordero, David Weathers, this year everyone is like, let's get rid of Rysel Iglesias. It's just how it happens. I think relief pitchers are baseball's version of the kicker in football. 
you really, really, really notice them whenever they mess up. Whenever they lose a game, that's when you most notice a relief pitcher. But that being said, the Reds need to buck that trend. We're going to talk about a possibility, a couple of possibilities here in just a minute when it comes to Marcelo Zuna and Nicholas Castellanos. But first, have you checked out the Blue Chew offer that we've got? Listen, I know I've mentioned it a couple of times. BlueChew.com, if you go there and you enter the promo code MLB, you'll get your first order for free. You just pay $5 in shipping. Blue Chew is a generic form with the same active ingredient as Viagra or Cialis. So if you're looking for a performance boost in the bedroom, you're looking for a performance boost with your partner, Blue Chew is the way to go. And it's a chewable form, so it's going to work exactly when you want it. All you got to do is you go to BlueChew.com. You enter or you, you answer a online questionnaire from an online pharmacist. And then you go through that whole thing. And then whenever you place the order, it's sent to you, to your door, in a discreet package. So you're not doing any kind of awkward in-office doctor visits. You you don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy or anything like that. No. You go to bluechew.com, enter promo code MLB for your first order free. You just pay $5 in shipping. Whenever you need to, chew it and do it. Because Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Lockdown Reds podcast today. So I talked about in the first half, Bobby Nightingale had a good article talking about the Reds being more active in free agency. Got some good quotes in there from Dick Williams. If you haven't done so, go check it out on the Enquirer. It's the most recent article in the Reds section, anyway, from Bobby Nightingale. And then I kind of had some thoughts here about two guys that I'm seeing their names. One of them a lot more than the other, I will admit. But the other one I really want to talk about as well because I think he might be as good, if not a better fit, than the first, and that is Marcel Ozuna and Nicholas Castellanos. Now, Ozuna's name I've seen a, a lot more on MLB.com than in most places. I've, I've seen it in other places as well, but Mark Sheldon seems to feel really strongly that the Reds are going to make a big play at Ozuna. Now, the first thing that you've got to know before going into our talk about Ozuna is that the Cardinals extended to him a qualifying offer. They, they gave him this, this year's version of the qualifying offer, I think, was 17 and a half. It might be just north of 17 and a half million for one year. And if you check out MLB.com, the national coverage, and they've got an article about qualifying offers that were extended to players. They, they actually mention that... It seems highly likely that Marcelo Zuna will accept that offer and he will remain a St. Louis Cardinal. He's expressed his desire to remain in St. Louis and with them giving him a qualifying offer, that's the perfect opportunity to do so because then that 
would attach draft pick compensation. Although I will say, and my thoughts on this are, if you're the Reds, draft pick compensation doesn't mean a thing this year. It really doesn't. You got to go after a guy because, as Dick Williams said, the playoff window is open. And I understand that there's merit considering the future and making sure that everything is secure for years to come. And it's kind of like Mo said, Mo Egger, he was on the show a couple of weeks ago, talking about, yeah, it'd be great if the Reds are competitive this year, but I don't want them to be an afterthought ever again. And that's awesome. But if the window's opening now, we got to take advantage of it. And if you're telling me that a qualifying offer and draft pick compensation being attached to a player is a non-starter for the Reds' front office, then what are we doing? We're trying to build a playoff team. And there are options out there that the qualifying offer does not apply to. But Ozuna's been offered that, and there's a chance that he's going to accept that. A pretty decent chance, probably better than 50%. But it's still worth looking into him because Ozuna is a very intriguing name. According to fan graphs, he is the seventh, be- seventh best free agent out there among all of the different free agents and stuff Fangraphs has him ranked as number seven so you can just say top 10 it doesn't necessarily have to go as finite as oh he's number seven there's only six players better than well, whatever we i don't care about that he's top 10 and that's pretty awesome and the whole thing with him is you, you know he's he's gonna be 29 He's not going to be 30, still remaining in his 20s for the 2020 season. So that's a little bit of a plus there because some of the guys that we've talked about as far as trade or, you know, some of the other free agents that we've looked at are going to be in their 30s. Marcelo Zuna is not. Now, his last couple of seasons, he has averaged just north of a two and a half wins above replacement in the outfield and that's a stark contrast to 2017 whenever he was a five win player in fact um yeah five exactly according to fan graphs so i think teams may be a little timid should he reject that qualifying offer and become a free agent teams may teams let's say that five times fast teams may balk at the idea of giving him a ton of money, which would open up the door for the Reds to go in and grab him. And now you're thinking, well, if other teams are balking at him, then why are the Reds going after him? I'll tell you why. Last season, he had a 3.1 wins above replacement, according to Fangraphs, a 119 weighted runs created plus. Now, I know I'm throwing a lot of stats and different numbers and things of that. Basically, he was good, right? 119 weighted runs created plus means he was a well above average hitter. And in fact, Fangraphs throws out a stat that is very intriguing. Now bear with me here just for a second. I got a few numbers to throw at you. Of the 114 hitters with at least 1,000 plate appearances last over the last two seasons, Marcelo Zuna has an expected weighted on-base average. Now, weighted on-base average kind of 
it's almost like a comprehensive batting average. Now, I know we've got weighted runs created plus and OPS plus, different numbers. This is just another number that tries to pull it all together as far as the value of a hitter. Some of you know that. I just wanted to run through that, though. But when it comes to Marcel Zuna, his expected weighted on base average was 369 over the last two seasons. His actual weighted on base average was 331. And that gap was the biggest among all 114 hitters with at least 1,000 plate appearances over the last two seasons. I.e., he's gotten the most unlucky out of all those hitters. So there's something to be said about if, if you look at his numbers and you say, well, they're okay, they could be a lot better. And he has shown the signs that they should be a lot better. In fact, according to Fangraphs, they mentioned the fact that during that same time span, his exit velocity and his launch angle, for those of us that love the stat cast stuff, He's been one of the best 20 hitters in the game in the last two seasons. Top 20, last two years in exit velocity and launch angle. So I'm not necessarily looking at his batting average and his on-base percentage and his slugging percentage, and I'm worrying. I think that he's still a very good hitter, and he would be a very welcome addition to the Reds lineup. And Fangraphs projects that he'll probably get a four-year deal. What'll it cost, man? What'll it cost? around somewhere between 64 and 70 million. So that were probably about 16 and a half to 17 million dollars a year. And that's just rough math in my head or whatever, but obviously the biggest deal that the Reds have signed free agent wise ever. But still we're not going crazy here in breaking the bank and we're adding a very good hitter. And that's, that's still just considering one free agent signing. Now, I've got another idea for you, and I mentioned him earlier. Nicholas Castellanos. He's not been necessarily linked with the Reds a whole lot. In fact, there's you know, you've got Jim Bowden in The Athletic who didn't even list the Reds as a possible fit. I totally disagree with that. Now, he's not a center field. Uh, he's not a guy that can play center field. In fact, his defense in the corner outfield isn't necessarily all that great. And, and, and you know, going back to Marcelo Zuna, he's not a center fielder either. So maybe they still explore a trade for a center field type player and move Nixon to second. There's a lot of moving pieces this offseason, and that's why it's so fascinating to talk about with these Cincinnati Reds. But Nicholas Castellanos would represent a clear offensive upgrade, a clear, consistent offensive upgrade in my opinion when it comes to the corner outfield because the last four seasons here is his OPS plus the last four seasons not the last two not the last three the last four starting in 2016 his OPS plus was 120 then in 2017 it was 112 2018 it was 128 and 2019 121 it's actually better because Marcelo Zunas was 119, Nicholas Castellanos was 121. He was a better hitter than Marcelo Zuna. Cur- uh, according to fan graphs, he's ranked a little bit lower 
in the free agent uh, power rankings, if you will, than Marcelo Zuna. I don't really put a whole lot of stock into that. They have him rated as number 11, so he's right outside the top 10. But here is, there. there's two very lucrative things. The stats are nice, but there's two very lucrative things with the thought of the Reds going after Nick Castellanos. Number one, he'll be 28 this season. So not only will he remain in his 20s this season, but he'll also be in his 20s next season, at least according to uh, my finite uh, brain. So that's a good thing. Whatever you sign him to, if you sign him to a little bit longer of a contract, maybe a five-year deal or even a six-year deal, you're not signing him until he is in the twilight of his career. Maybe. Maybe you're signing him at the beginning of his decline phase, but whatever, that's, that's a whole different topic for another day. The point is, he's one of the younger options out there on the free agent list for the Reds. Here's the other thing. So if that's a hang-up, if, if you're Nick Crawl and you're Dick Williams and you've got a list of guys who are available and maybe they put a little asterisk or they put a little emoji or something, I don't know, they probably don't put an emoji next to them, but they put something next to them to identify the fact that you'd have to give up a draft pick to sign them. They don't have to do that with Nick Castellanos. And he is a really solid bat at least, in the corner outfield. And defensively, in Great American Ballpark, you can hide him for half the season. Because it's not as if it's a cavernous outfield out there. Uh, I mean, we're talking about some of our favorite guys in past Reds teams. Adam Dunn played left field. Do we really think Nicholas Castellanos is worse defensively than Adam Dunn? Probably not. Shinsu Chu, we keep pointing to him. Shinsu Chu played center field. He's not exactly gold glove caliber, but his bat was amazing. And Nick Castellanos would represent a clear offensive upgrade and consistent upgrade in the lineup. Here's the other thing. According to Fangraphs, he'd be slightly cheaper than Marcelo Zuna. So maybe it's a, you know, to to use a oft-quoted term, he, it's a blessing in disguise that Ozuna got the qualifying offer from the Cardinals. Maybe the Reds can go hard after Nick Castellanos because he'll be cheaper, he's younger, and no draft pick compensation. He's going to get around four years. According to Fangraphs, his deal will look like this. It'll be close to four years. What'll it cost, man? What'll it cost? It'll be right around $14 million per year at $56 million total. That's still the biggest deal in Reds history as far as free agents are concerned, but at the same time, you're breaking the bank even less than if you sign Marcelo Zuna. I like it. I think they should go for it. I really want to see a, some reports, some rumors. The Reds are going after Nick Castellanos. I'd love to see that. That would be awesome. But hey, I'm just a podcaster, and you're listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for doing so. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Make sure you're subscribed. Check out the Twitter feed at Locked On Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs, and save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. I'm going to talk to you guys again on Monday.
the offseason, the Locked On Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr, and I'll talk to you guys on Monday.